4: Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints.
5: Hi guys, Joelle here. We took a break last week, but you don't have to worry because... There's still a full episode, yay! Uh, we talked a little bit about how the guys were headed to Austin, and they were going to do the Austin Television Festival, and a big reunion with all the Scrubs folks, and it happened. And the guys at Austin were kind enough to record the whole panel, and I'm so excited to share it with you guys, because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, you're going to hear a classic Sarah tale. It's it's wild, and it's crazy, and she had to call for help, and it's but it's funny, because it's Sarah, and it's lovely. Uh, the guys, everybody, Bill and Zach and Donald all talk about what would a Scrubs reunion look like. So you'll get some fun details on how their wheels are spinning on that. And you'll get to hear from so many favorites, including John C. McGinley and Judy Reyes. So I hope that you guys take some time to listen and enjoy. Uh, I really love this. So here is the entire cast of Scrubs, minus Ken Jenkins. Uh talking at the Austin Television Film Festival about the history of scrubs. Enjoy. I can do
3: this
2: all
3: on my
6: own. No, I know. I'm no, superman. I'm no
7: superman.
8: Yeah, that theme right there. So we got some Bambies in the house, we got some Bobos, we got some newbies. We are here to celebrate Scrubs, everyone. I am Variety TV editor, Michael Schneider, and we've got the reunion for you right now, so let me bring him out. First up, you know him as the creator, the executive producer of a little show called Scrubs, the one and only Mr. Bill Lawrence. Bill, you got a one-man standing O over there. J.D., John Dorian himself, Zach Braff. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs>
8: the other, the other... <laughs> the other half of J.D. and Turk, Chris Turk himself, Donald on. Ah, oh, yeah.
6: <laughs>
8: Feeling the energy. Elliot Reed, of course, Sarah Chalk. Of course, Dr. Cox, Perry Cox, the one and only John C. McGinley. Of course, (laughs) Carla Espinosa on the show, the wonderful Judy Reyes. (laughs) And finally, as the janitor who's keeping a watchful eye on all of you, Neil Flynn. So real quick housekeeping note. this is actually a reunion for the T-Mobile home Internet series. Uh, we're going to be talking about that for the next hour, nothing about just uh, Zach and Donald figuring out their internet problems it's just
6: gonna to be wait great. there's going to
7: be a whole lot more of them
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh um, hey Austin, what's up? Hi Aloha Hey when you when you come to these things. If the, the group of people that still love hanging out with each other all come out with coffee, it means they're tremendously hungover. <laughs> I think whoever's up at 10 a.m. was a fucking genius. Where did you guys go
8: last night? What none of your business. None of your business. Let's just say we were overserved.
7: You're okay. You're all
8: looking great. From
6: Austin.
7: There were a couple other people on the streets of Austin who looked overserved last night as well. I feel like some of them are in this audience.
8: Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. So, nine seasons, 182 episodes, 17 Emmy nominations, two wins, a Peabody Award, two networks, and now one podcast as well. Scrubs.
2: You guys, wait, question. Do you guys like my podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bill, for letting us do it. When I we put it together, is forever, that's I knew right. I knew I was going to use Donald, and then we were talking. Donald and I were talking about who else we would use on that podcast, <laughs> and and we, we went with Zach. <laughs> yep.
6: thank you.
8: Thank you. So, Bill, when you came up with the idea of the uh, oh my god hey. fake doctors, real friends uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast, exactly. Uh, um, no, but so you guys, I mean, in some ways doing a reunion is a little bit of a misnomer because you're always reuniting. This is this is something that's lived on and, you know, just the camaraderie of this group is incredible and you've had these past two years, especially with the podcast, to really look back now and reminisce and, and get together. Um, so, Zach, seriously, though, what you know, take us back to the impetus, uh, you and Donald, of doing this podcast and what that's meant in sort of, you know... Getting the the band back together and and talking about your this is going to be guitar. the only question
2: about the podcast, right?
7: <laughs> so that's only about Bill. Bill is livid. He didn't get the first question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when the two um, when the two gals from the office did it, uh, it, it became so um, popular. We we Donald and I were approached to do it, and um, it actually just we started day one of the L.A. Uh, COVID lockdown was the first day we were supposed to record and we thought, oh, that's, that's, that's too bad. We can't do it now. And they said, oh, don't worry. We figured it out. You can put mics in your house and you can do it over Zoom. And it became like one of the, mo- for us and, and a lot of the fans who, who, who listened, something to, to make each other laugh during COVID. And, uh, and it was really, um, I was, we were both so grateful to have it. And then a lot of fans who uh, who, who listen and love the show were so glad to have it and um, and that was sort of the genesis of it and then we started having bill on and um and 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 people would be like, "When's Bill coming back to the podcast?" <laughs> and this one wasn't as good because interrupting Bill wasn't there <laughs> and then uh, no, but it's been a blast, and thank you all for for, thanks for for listening. thank you for all who were listening truly thanks to the rest of the cast for
9: coming on the podcast also because uh you know they really don't get paid to get on there. But anyway, um,
2: I was just excited that we came up with a way to make Donald watch the show.
9: Right.
10: <laughs> Donald never. I seen had the no idea
9: before. what this show Scrubs was about. <laughs> i was like, I think it has something to do with doctors. He's I like, know. Oh, it's about death. I get it. That was my go-to when we were making the show. I would walk into work every day and be like, So, uh, what's happening? <laughs> what, 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 what's this scene about? <laughs>
11: On the on the I'll walk. Say Because of that podcast, my kids started watching Scrubs, and they like it. Now now I'm cool.
8: <laughs> Judy, was there anything you had to explain to them? Any awkward moments that uh, you sort of left the room as they were watching? Or I'm
11: sorry. What was that? I'm still thinking.
8: <laughs> did anything you had to explain to your kids as they were watching it for the first um,
11: time? Um. No. No, actually. Um, they would go like, uh, I love that time when when he's having the fantasy and the janitor is so cool. Never, ever anything about me. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to her about that. Not a
8: moment about some of your great dramatic scenes. Uh, I mean, we still remember the, the episode where... Uh... No, damn it! <laughs> well, that's why we're here, to talk about those great moments. Um, uh, but, But... Seriously, you guys, you've you continued to work together. I mean, Zach, you were Emmy-nominated for directing an episode of Ted Lasso, so, so... Thank you. And then a bunch of you were on Celebrity Family Feud not too yes. long ago.
7: Which was... That was amazing, a life dream. We won. We, we won.
2: Spoiler though. No. we Neil,
12: won. Hey, Neil, how many points did your team get on that? Ah! <laughs> the reason that you won... Is because we did not score a single point. Neil, <laughs> what happened, man? Hollow victory. I don't. Um, we failed to reflect America's feelings about what animal might appear in a, a baby crib. I don't. Whatever the questions were, there was. I don't know. It's or really scary
7: hospital. when you get there. By the way, I, I mean, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be on Family Feud, and. When you're there and you're staring at Steve Harvey and his mustache, it's very, yeah. it's very intimidating. Zach, in the final round, you look
8: intense. You look like you were there though. I really
7: wanted to. I really wanted to not let my team down.
8: <laughs> and then Donald did that with alligator. Yeah. that's. Uh,
9: hey man, that's a. Come on
7: now. <laughs> By the way, there's this, there's this some meme that went around after that of, of an alligator literally climbing a fence.
2: For those of you that didn't see, in the rush round, it said, name an animal that would help you climb over a fence. And the answer would be giraffe. <laughs> Donald went with alligator. that would use it <laughs> as a ladder.
7: <laughs> but, to, but, he, but the fans defended him because somehow they found an alligator climbing a fence. <laughs> Several alligators in Florida know how to <laughs> climb fences apparently. <laughs>
9: They've, they've adapted and learned from us.
12: Would the human the, g- climb onto the back
9: of the alligator? <laughs> yeah, the human had. That was the thing. You had to escape. If you were escaping from the zoo. Which uh, animal? Uh, no, which that was
7: an- uh, it. Which, which animal would most help you escape from the zoo? Yeah. And I, and I said, I went first in giraffe. Did you even try giraffe first? No, I went straight alligator. <laughs> The most
2: ill-equipped animal to help you escape. did it
7: try and bite you as you climbed it?
8: Sure, but you would get over that fence. <laughs> Either way, you guys won, and you won the money, too, so... All for
7: charity, for the, what it's worth, so there we go. So congratulations on that. You but You gave your money away? Oh, Bill, oh, Bill kept his, because he's... <laughs> I don't know if you see in the trades, but he's a little short on cash
8: these days. All right, he's, he's struggled in the years since, uh, since, since Scrubs, but uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the other shows that you guys have all collaborated on, I mean, Sarah, you showed up on Cougar Town. So Sarah, what do you, what do you make of this? This, this? this sort of camaraderie, the fact that uh, you, no one can quit each other. This is a show, this is a, this is a group that uh, has remained close, even though the show's been off the air for so long.
0: It's so special, we were all talking about last night, how you're kind of chasing it forever after that because it's an experience that is really hard to replicate i mean we were living and working in this old abandoned hospital we had all the writers the crew the cast um we had nowhere to go but in this hospital and it was before the days where you had to have short days so we would be there for a long time with each other and yeah
7: I
9: think my longest day when we were there was like 24 hours. And I remember, it's not possible. I, it, this, is how, <laughs> this, this is how it happened. I'm going to tell you how it happened. I'm not going to let you exaggerate. Listen, hour it day. was 24 hours, and I remember Randall walking. The in unions would have shut down the show. This shop. is how it happened. Listen, so we had two units. There was A unit and there was a B oh. unit. And I was working on B unit, and then I had night shoots that night into the morning. And so instead of, si- <laughs> instead of si- the AD never showed up to my room to sign me out. So I was like, I guess I'll just stay here and wait. And I did. And then the check came to my agents and Randall, then- Randall Winston is uh, was one of the producers on the show. He's not here. But more
7: importantly, he played Leonard the security guard.
9: Leonard the security guard. And he came- I remember he came to my room and I will never forget the anger. And, I, and he's one of the happiest people you will ever meet. Like, happy as can be. And I will never forget the anger in his face. He was the line producer at the time. And he was like, this will never happen again. <laughs> one. And dude, that check was so big. Like,
7: <laughs> I put a down payment on a
9: house with that check.
8: <laughs>
7: they try not to make you work 24 hours straight. Is- it's, it's almost like being on a medical
8: shift, except you guys aren't necessarily saving lives, but you're, like, you're making everyone fall in love with you. So I don't know what that means. You got it all, good work. Why'd you say I don't know after that? You did good. Should have owned it, exactly. Um, but you know, what's interesting about listening to the podcast is that we've also learned more yeah. of the, uh, back
2: to the, <laughs> Bill's right here, I know. I feel like all we've talked about so far is the podcast.
7: He's segueing now. I sense what's
8: happening.
6: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, the man segue. very, very close, close to that
8: bill. We'll off. <laughs> we <act. laughs> we've learned a lot more about sort of the inner workings of the show, and even like inside jokes. Some of the things like I, I love like you revealing some of John C's favorite sayings, which uh, you know, learning more about what he's
2: like on set. Uh, There's so, five good ones for you. And <laughs> hey, by the way, the whole group answer right now. Uh, how you doing? Better
0: now. Better now. Better now.
2: Better now the Johnny C. answer to your greeting. He loves to do it to strangers, too, so find him after and say, how you doing? He'll do it over and over.
0: (laughs) He might even, if he really likes you, he'll shorten, here's five good ones for you, and just say, here's five. Method John?
6: (laughs) I,
3: I, I don't leave the fucking property, and so... Billy just put a stake in my sternum. I, I don't, <laughs> don't come and talk to me at all. Any of you. <laughs> yeah, he means it. Unless, means unless it. you have special needs, I don't want to meet you. <laughs> you have special needs, I want to meet you. Otherwise, um, I'm window dressing here.
8: <laughs> oh, he's becoming more Dr. Cox. Uh, what's, what's happening? What's happening, Zach? <laughs>
7: Well, we all have a little bit of our, our, uh, uh, our characters inside of us, um, except for Ken Jenkins, who's, the, who's not with here, um, but is the nicest human being on the planet. But other than that, I think um, Bill would take a lot of our uh, personalities. In fact, and sometimes he would just come to me and Donald and be like, what did you guys do this weekend? And, and we'd tell him some insane story, and then like a week later, it would be in the show. <laughs>
6: We're
0: all exactly like her. Zach texted the whole group before we came here, and he was like, Sarah's gonna have some ridiculous travel story. And I was getting on the elevator to go meet everybody, thinking, what an uneventful journey that was. I did not have a travel story. And I got in the elevator, and I got stuck in it. (laughs) On Friday night here in Austin, and I'd been here for about five minutes and I didn't know what to do, and so I immediately FaceTimed Zach and Donald, and I said, I'm stuck in an elevator. Get me out of here. I do not think I will do well in this situation. So Zach's like, okay, what what elevator are you in? And I'm like, I don't know. So I start pushing the buttons, and all of a sudden, all the buttons are lighting up, and then I find a button to call the front desk, and she says, well, are you on, you're stuck on floor 11? The elevator only goes to five. What is happening? now
2: tell 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 them all what you did to calm down makes me happy how'd you calm down
0: i i, w- I really needed to calm down i did not understand i was claustrophobic until this moment and i thought it was another panic attack and i was like okay i just gotta get 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 back onto the the, the podcast i was listening to um jack Shepherd's podcast <laughs> And Monica Padman and Ike Barinholtz was on, and I was like, just just get back into that, get back into the mind state you were in five minutes ago that I had just been listening to, and then when I, we were up for dinner and Zach's like, you were listening to my
6: doppelganger's <laughs> podcast? Of
0: all fucking podcasts in the world,
7: <laughs> she calms down by listening to Dax Shepard's podcast.
6: <laughs> okay.
0: In all fa- okay, because I know Bill wants us to talk more about the podcast. I, I did have to say that during a few very stressful COVID times, I would put on Fake Doctors, Real Friends, no joke, and I would laugh, and it would calm me. And that is the truth.
8: All right, well, we'll make, we'll make it about Bill now. We'll, we'll, we'll Get Bill
6: some we'll, attention. Yeah, let's
8: talk about Ted Lasso. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go. <laughs> One of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> Emmy-winning Ted Lasso. But Bill... Yeah, shout-out to Ted Lasso. You can give him... Yeah. Especially director Zach Braff on uh, Ted Lasso. It was fantastic. But uh, I guess we do have uh, the co-creator here as well. But, uh, Bill, what's, what's amazing is you do have the Emmy-winning show, the hottest comedy in TV right now. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of people still want to talk to you about Scrubs. You're still on this panel today. Scrubs is forever. And that must be again, gratifying for a creator, especially when, as you've said over and over again, this was a show you didn't think was gonna last its first year.
2: Uh, Not look, I'm so grateful, I, I can speak for all of us, we're all so grateful that any of you still care. It gives us an excuse to hang out together. I'll tell you, it, it, it was such a great experience last night walking to dinner through Austin, because the streets were crowded with people that had been drinking and having fun, and then they would glance over, and you would hear, is that the cast of Scrubs? (laughs) Why is the cast of Scrubs walking down the street? (laughs) And then, um, Neil, if you'll help me here, there's one person from a bus that pointed at you and screamed what?
12: (laughs) Modern Family! neil tell him the other, story. Yeah, tell him don't, the other don't. story
9: please come on about
12: yeah i'll, I'll make it fast the uh, a lady you know periodically people will see you on the street and aren't you and a lady yelled from across the street don't you come on tv I said, yes what's the name of that show uh, oh she goes malcolm in the middle close i said you got it half right she says malcolm
2: Oh, shit. So, look, the end of my answer was we are happy to spend time with each other anyways. And, it, it, you know, John C. said something uh, earlier today. He said the dinner that we had last night made, you know, we do these things forever just for the dinner we had with each other to, to talk about how great it was. So, you know, thank you guys so much for still giving a hoot. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you.
8: I mean, when you go back and, and watch the episodes, you remember, too, this was sort of the early days of single-camera comedies really starting to make a difference. It was still, uh, you know, sort of out, out of the norm, especially in broadcast TV. There's so many things that you guys sort of broke new ground on. I think the relationship between uh, Turk and, and Carla um, is still sort of like relationship goals, Judy. is Yeah, for sure. I think... Uh, not to mention the
9: podcast again, but we had a guy on the podcast named Shea Serrano. And and he wrote an essay about Scrubs also. I I encourage you all to get it. It's like an essay of every episode of Scrubs. But in it, he talks about how Turk and Carla are the best TV couple in history. And when you think about it, they kind of are. You know what I mean? Like, you can't find... Like, goals in life, in my real life, I try to find what Turk and Carla have. And I, I, I well, I found it. I, but, you know, um, it's really interesting because he's all over the place and she's the grounding force. As a matter of fact, Carla was the grounding force for Scrubs, period. You know what I mean? That's true. And uh,
11: That's a lot of pressure, though. I remember going to Bill at some point. I don't know if it was the first or second season. And I, was, uh, I, was, I had been practicing the speech to give him. And, uh, and I was like, why don't I get any jokes? <laughs> and I get like a fan, he goes, oh God, I'm sorry. I, I mean, you know, your character carries the gravitas of the show. I like, but it's a big responsibility. I just, <laughs> just want to be funny.
2: <laughs> but she, well, by the way, we're, we're making a joke about it, but we love to give each other props. You guys must have seen it when you're watching all the shows again. Judy was the emotional backbone. And like the dramatic spine of the show, and we talked from the beginning. She made the whole thing real. You know what I mean? So.
11: Yeah. Aw, thank you. But I know I appreciate uh, the one of the great things about working with Bill is, of course, he picks from your real life, but he listens to you. He understands that. Uh, and at, at the end of the day, he and the the writers uh, give you an opportunity to realize your needs as an actor. And a lot of it is not only dramatic, but it's funny. Uh, And I remember he gave me this great fantasy about me losing my shit uh, when I see, when the guys see this woman coming in. And I said, oh wow, that looks like a young Carla. (laughs) And I, you remember that? And I freaked out. It was like, it's always one of my favorite moments to see and to share with people. You know, and the musical, and the sitcom. Those are always really, really fun when I think back and, and think about all the favorite moments that I've had. But thank you.
8: And when you think about the balance that this show did, because I think about some of the, the really crazy moments, I, th- I think about the, the you know stuffed rowdy. Here's like little here's little rowdy right here. Um, you know the silly stuff that you guys did, but then the real emotional stuff too. Like again, the uh, going back to Carla and the, 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 the episode where Nurse Laverne dies and Judy tour de force scene, uh, but also when Brendan Fraser's character dies, and of oh, course Brendan. Props to Brennan, what a good actor, huh? But props to John C. McGinley, uh, you know, the, the Dr. Cox and, and that relationship. And, and of course, the relationship between Dr. Cox and Zach Braff, uh, you know, J.D. J.D., J.D. Uh, they are two different
7: people, I know.
8: Um, I'll tell you. Are they? We both, you. Love,
7: we, love, we both love musicals. <laughs> uh, we both went to theater camp. I have a journal, but it doesn't uh,
2: have a unicorn who's there to protect my hopes and dreams. You know, you you are equally non-versed in the world of sports. Zach will call me up sometimes and say, did the sports team you like win?
7: (laughs) No, the other day, I was so proud to know that there was a Celtics-Heat game on, and I I kept texting Donald, being like, I need this tonight, I need it. (laughs) He watched two minutes of the game, dude. No, no, I watched two minutes of the game and they were up by like 10 points. I go, it's over, it's over. I go, I can't watch anymore because it's, it's over. It's a waste of time from here on out.
0: I also know nothing about sports. It's become a joke in my family. Zach's line in the show of, I love it when he wins at the games that he plays. <laughs> By
8: the way, Bill, didn't you, on Twitter the other day, tweet, it's over, it's over, and people thought you we were talking I, about Ted Lasso? the way Lasso. the internet
2: works. I said, I think it's over, because the uh, Celtics won in Golden State, and there's nine million things thinking that I said Ted Lasso was done. <laughs> so, uh, there,
8: there was a momentary panic on the oh, internet. whatever.
2: The, uh, uh, so, uh, back to your original thing, watch me bring it back. So, it's a cool, uh, I'll run this, I don't care. He's show-running the Q&A. <laughs> Everybody be quiet, here's how we're doing it. Um, I'm gonna talk about the dramatic stuff we did, and then I'm gonna to probably toss it down to Johnny, okay? <laughs> all right, now, the, uh, uh, is the, one of the coolest things about this show is the freedom of having such a talented cast that can do comedy and drama, and we all thought we were gonna be canceled after one year, and these guys will all tell you that then we decided to show people as a different show. The third episode or fourth episode of the show is called My Old Lady, and three, three patients die. And uh, I remember still, I told these guys that when we used to have to pitch your outlines to the network, and uh, uh, you know we're like, we do this stat that if you're not in pediatrics or uh, having a baby, that one out of every three people admitted to the hospital dies. And then Judy and, and uh, uh, Sarah get a patient. Donald gets a patient. Zach gets a patient. The audience thinks that one of the three of them will die. And then at the end, uh, spoiler, it's 20 years old. Fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> what are you doing here? If there's you someone don't here know. who's like, I'm finally gonna try and watch this fucking show. <laughs> It's on Hulu. This sounds great. It's on Hulu. But I had to tell, I had to tell the network, and, like, and then at the end, the gut punches, they all die. And uh, uh, the, uh, the network people, there's like silence, and they're like, couldn't just one of them die? And, and, and then by the way, I'm like, no, nah, they're all going to die. And they're like, could the people that die be really mean, like racist and stuff, so you're kind of happy they die? I'm like, no, nah, they're all going to die. And I always thought, the way it was acted by everybody here and uh, uh, directed by, I think, Mark Buckland, wasn't it? Kind of set up the whole show. So that's when we started knowing that we could, people like you, switch from comedy to drama really quickly. When I pitched the show, they said they didn't think we could do that. And being a wise-ass, this is not smoke and mirrors, but being a wise-ass, I said, I think if we just turn down the lights and play an indie song, then it might work.
7: There were times, though, you'd, you'd get a script and you'd go, we'd be in the wildest, most ridiculous surreal fantasy, and then we'd come out of it and go to a, a, a patient dying, and you'd think, how the hell is Bill going to make this hairpin turn? And and to his credit, uh, he masterfully would always pull it off. Dude, you did it with a clip show. How the heck could you,
9: like, because, because of Fake Doctors, we got to do, we have to watch everything, and we, we, I remember Zach being like, I don't want to fucking do a clip show, dude. It's stuff that we've already talked about. And I was like, dude, let's do the clip show. And within the clip show, at the end of it, you're still freaking emotional. It's like, Bill, that's, that's a talent, man. Not a lot of people can take a half hour comedy and then flip it on its ass at the end. Um, and you do it masterfully.
2: Oh, uh, it's not me. We're gonna uh, kiss each other's ass up here for a while. Although, wait, I will tell you, but it's it's true. I want somebody... I was going to give one of these guys a huge present uh, if they... I asked one, he challenged you at dinner last night. Someone was supposed to call me TV's Mike Nichols. No one's done it. It's not a big deal. The, <laughs> it's not that, over. The panel well, and that's genuine. Well, it's because... we got to read the book first. There's this amazing Mike Nichols biography that everybody here has read except Zach. I was trying to get Zach to read it. <laughs> and... and <laughs>
7: I've been telling Bill about this Mike Nichols documentary. By the way, you should all read it since you clearly love TV. It's it's the art form of of, uh, acting, and and it talks about everything. Anyway, I told Bill like 4,000 times, you gotta read this book, right, gotta read this book. I see him yesterday, he goes, have you read the new Mike Nichols book? All right, I'm
2: old. So anyways, the the point of this is it wasn't me. Every actor and actress here has the ability to switch from comedy to drama, because when you do a comedy, the first show I created was called Spin City. It was all jokes, it was a sitcom. He, uh, and then right before that, I created M.A.S.H., and uh, I didn't. All right. so the, but everybody, it's so hard when you get a bunch of comedians to go, man, I wonder if they can do drama. And I would assume that if you're fans of the show, that you can mention everybody's favorite dramatic scene. And I'll tell you, there's a weird moment that I remember, I don't know if people here remember, but I knew like what a, uh, an unbelievably talented cast we had. And it was when Neil Flynn's character tricked... Sarah's character into going on a date. And at the but at the end, we just wrote a moment, you know, for the janitor that he said, You're the only one here that, you know, treats me like a person and uh and he says her name and it was so touching. I'm like, fuck, even the janitor can do drama.
7: F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at Tacovas.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to
9: squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority.
7: Therapy personally for me has helped me a lot. Focus on my goals and you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights.
9: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
7: It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
9: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
7: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel RealFriends.
9: Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet.
7: The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids.
9: So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under
7: two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress.
9: Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
7: Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free.
9: Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
7: Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner.
9: There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people.
7: Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com. Slash real friends. Once again, that's slash real Friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
8: I know Ju- Judy mentioned the musical, uh, which was, yeah, a, a landmark episode, but also just the, the use of music in general on this show uh, really became such a, a key part of, of Scrubs and, and the, the legacy of Scrubs as well. Because uh, again sitcoms weren't really using music in the way that you guys used music and it remains Something that everyone remembers as you know sort of this this tool that you were able to use to propel the the narrative forward and and uh, You know
2: really punctuate these emotional scenes uh, These guys could all talk to it. We all participated, but I got to give props to you. She couldn't be here because our sister in is having a concert. My wife Chris, who plays Jordan is the music supervisor of all my show And it was cool on this show because everybody would bring music ideas in, and uh, and a writer Neil Goldman and Zach was huge doing it. Uh, but it was the opportunity to kind of pop new bands and tell them about the, the my, my favorite story. We all know it, and it's with Johnny C's thing, Josh Radin's first song ever.
7: Yeah. So um, in that in the episode
2: of Brendan dies, um, and Johnny C gives that
7: masterful class in acting of uh, just that powerful, powerful performance where he says, when I say, where do you think we are? Um, my friend Josh Radin had never, uh, he, he had written his first song. He, he, he always played covers and stuff, but he wrote, he, he said to me, uh, I have this song, it's the first song I've written, it's mine. Uh, and I'm like, oh boy. And, uh, and he plays it and it's winter. And I'm like, this is the first song you've ever written? And he goes, yeah. And I, I gave it to Bill, I go, this is incredible and it might be great for the, for the funeral scene. And, um, and, and it worked out so beautifully that uh, people started searching for all of his music and he didn't have any music, he had one song. Search <laughs> so, uh, him now though. Now, yeah, yeah, now, now go see him because he tours the world.
8: <laughs> Uh, well, Bill, real quick, uh, on the musical tip, I know years ago you mentioned that uh, you might eventually stage an actual, uh, scrubs the musical on stage, is, uh, is that still a possibility? See, look,
2: we, we all are, the, the songs uh, on the musical were written by uh, Big Rest in Peace, Sam Lloyd and his team, and yes. Paul Perry. Um, yes. And, uh, and then the other half of the song was actually written by uh, the, the dudes that did uh, Book of Mormon and Frozen and all that, Robert Lopez. and, and uh, it, So we were always talking about it, but really, we just are always talking about an excuse to get back together and work, you know what I mean, and be around each other. So I don't know if there'll be a Scrubs the Musical unless all the, this gang comes to me and says, we all want to do Scrubs the Musical. No, but nope. Well, I mean, there's... I two. would
0: like an opportunity to sing in public.
2: No, 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 no. Yeah. by the way
9: i don't think the audience wants that opportunity sarah (laughs) y'all want to hear sarah sing
2: no no you don't no you don't that's lovely of you but you don't don't. the everybody else judy johnny c neil flynn donald zach singing sarah not with the singer there's so many other things
11: sarah can rap
2: yeah she can rap what's your (laughs) favorite rap sarah
0: i will not rap (laughs) But I will do the poison dance. No, I, um, I was kicked out of the choir by Mrs. McKinnon in grade five, which is Canadian for fifth grade, when she said, uh, chalk girls, my sister and I both, just mouth the words for this performance. And it wasn't like a fancy choir. It was like singing Christmas carols in a mall. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, I will never be Eponine and Les Mis.
7: In, in Canada, they say grade
8: five, just so you know. Well, before we go, we're going to have some uh, time for some audience. That's it. We flew all the way here. (laughs) We're not leaving you. We're going to extend this bad boy, guys, for another hour. (laughs) Alert the affiliates. We're going long. Um, We're going to have time for some audience questions. Oh, good. But also, uh, under your chairs, there are clipboards. You get a car. You get a car. You get a clipboard, you get a clipboard. Everyone has a clipboard, we've got a lightning round where sort of, uh, you're, this is like Newlywed Game, where everyone's gonna separately answer a couple of questions and we'll just see how much they match up to the truth. So, <laughs> it's your truth. Yeah, so, all right, the first question, you guys got your sharpies? I'm the strong stuff. These are all names.
0: What happens if we win?
8: So, uh, Bill will give you a point in Ted Lasso. So,
6: <laughs>
8: first question, who was the most likely on the show to forget their lines?
6: <laughs> there we go.
7: It's hard to forget your lines if you don't look at the script.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Who on this stage is most likely to Google themselves? Ooh. (laughs) No cheating, no peeking. (laughs) All right, you ready? And reveal.
6: (laughs) I got it. (laughs) <laughs>
2: I'm <got> Bill. <laughs> Bill, what your you got your uh, uh the Todd I wrote the Todd because I assume if he's not in the audience, he's lurking backstage as we speak.
11: You said who on the stage though
8: <laughs> The Todd is on Bill. cameo by the way, so. By the way, Bill, um, the, I, I know famously, when you got rid of the sound effects, the one sound effect you didn't get rid of was the Todd's the high tribute, five. The
2: only sound effect that lasted the whole series was the Todd's high five. <laughs> so why did you keep that? Why, why did that stick uh, around? Uh, the, pe- the people that ran NBC at the time, there were no single camera comedies. They thought they were flat and unfunny, and they missed, you, you know, they, they wanted it to be loud, raucous audience laughter. And so to try and get the show picked up, we put 9,000 sound effects in. <laughs> John, do you remember, like, when you would, you would turn your head? It would be like, whoosh, whoosh. And I, every time I see those episodes, I hate myself and I die inside. But <laughs> they, they, It stopped pretty quickly, though. Yeah, I stopped it after, like, three or four episodes, but then uh, the Todd's high fives were so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is something great about that. All right, so next one.
8: On this stage, who's the one pushing the hardest for a Scrubs reboot? Who is the most eager to get back in front of the cameras and make this happen? Like the crowd wants, yes? (laughs) (laughs) Zach, was you right?
9: Here's the deal. I think we all want it. We all would love to work together again. It's just that it's really hard to to it can't be a full season of a show. It would have to be like a movie or something like a that. Movie. Where we can only get like a where you can only get like a couple of months to it because everybody else is doing like this dude is never gonna be free again. Yeah, you know,
7: the problem is the problem is, you know, if you went to E. T after the success of E.T. and said, E.T., do you want to do, yeah, do you want to do E.T. 2? E.T. would be like, is Spielberg doing E.T. 2? Because if he is, I'll do E.T. 2. And that's, I think, how, uh, I can't speak for all of us, but uh, we can't possibly do anything else without the wonder kid here and he's a little bit busy but when he if he finds time i i would definitely uh be down to do it
2: we will we will we're gonna do it you guys know we're gonna do it, we'll do it. It's too fun right i mean he's gonna be in the trades tomorrow oh, monday no. morning scrubs <laughs> scrubs reboot happening i don't i don't care about that stuff but we're gonna do it because we're lucky enough that people care, and I, uh, top to bottom, we enjoy spending time teaching. If you ever have an excuse to work with people that you would want to spend time with anyways, uh, run to it, you know what I mean? It's, the, it's the, the greatest thing about this gig, so.
8: So Zach in ET2 is Sarah Elliott, or? <laughs> nice pull. Haydo. No. Nice pull. He had a
9: little
7: bit of time to think about that. Yeah, he had, he had a solid 30 seconds to put it together, but don't, but don't diss him. He, he I'm did, not
2: dissing him. He came up with it.
0: I'm not dissing him. Okay. Yeah, don't.
2: By the way, it's worth it to me just to see. I'm going to say something, I'm going to see if it makes him mad the way it used to. Just to see Neil back in that jumpsuit again.
8: <laughs> it, Neil, what was that costume really? It's not a jumpsuit.
12: It's It's a shirt and a pants. <laughs> hey Neil, hey Neil, tell, actually tell, stay in the show.
3: When, last night, hold on, hold, last night everybody was talking about how Judy inspired nurses, and, uh, and so some people inspired doctors to, to be doctors. Tell, tell what you said.
12: Well, guys will creep up to me in <laughs> public buildings, say, without you, I'd have been a garbage man. <laughs> so, I did my bit.
7: They actually put it in the show, Bill put it in the show, because Neil would always, when people would call the a jumpsuit on set, like not on the show, he'd be like, it's not a fucking jumpsuit. I'm wearing a belt. Why would you wear a belt with the jumpsuit? And it's eventually in the show.
12: It made you so mad? <laughs> it made me so mad. It just, it was irritating. And then when I had the line to Sarah, I think it was you that said it, and I said, I was supposed to say, it's not a jumpsuit, it's a shirt and pants. And instead I said, it's a shirt and a pants. (laughs) Which is better somehow. But at one point they allowed me to switch from drab gray to kind of dark blue. I I liked that. (laughs) Because I wore the same thing every day, (laughs) for eight years or whatever. I didn't mind. I was happy to be there. Bill, I still think it would have been hilarious if in the
8: end, not only was the janitor a figment of JD's imagination, he was a figment of the entire hospital's imagination. And it was just like a gas leak or something. Uh,
2: (laughs) I gotta give credit to someone else. My favorite thing about his end was, uh, and I think it was, it might've been Tim Hobart came up with the idea that, you know, we should say that Zach did put the penny in the door. (laughs) And Neil, Neil should be wearing it around his neck. It has been for years. That made me so happy. But the, the writing staff on that show is great as well. And I'm sure you guys see them all over other shows that you love. Yeah, no, the,
8: uh, the, the tentacles of the Scrubs universe is pretty amazing these days.
7: Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time, honor, traditions, and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots but they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service.
9: These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico.
7: Whenever I slip on my Tacovas boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town.
9: If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store,
7: It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at Tacovas.com.
9: Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep
7: yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids.
9: So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes.
7: And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a hundred night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress.
9: Everybody is unique and everyone
7: sleeps differently.
9: That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
7: Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders
9: and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends and use code helixpartner20. This is their best
4: offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit.
7: Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner.
9: There's only one way to do that. Zip Recruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the
7: right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
8: We're going to open it up now to some audience questions. I know we've got... Why, why are you doing the administration of this?
9: Because people are raising their hands, and this isn't Oprah.
7: <laughs> and am not a, running out to them to hold the mic in front of them. And caller, you say what? <laughs> all right, well, we,
8: you, uh, we, we do have the... Wow, the line is forming, so... I don't like don't we, it. Why don't we start with you, sir?
4: Hi, everyone. First of all, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today. We're so grateful to be um, here. Thank you. This... This show means so much to me. This is the show that is the absolute basics of my comedy DNA, so it really made a big impact. You're a stand-up comic, aren't you? Uh, uh, not a stand-up comic, no. But uh, anyways.
2: He's got, he's got his... We'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs>
4: um, so actually, Michael was nice enough to take the question I submitted about the musical, so I'll ask what my follow-up was going to be. Um, and Donald, if you happen to still remember some of the lyrics, would you be willing to do a bit of guy love?
10: We won't
7: take up the time for the whole thing, but we can do a little. Let's face the facts about me and you, a love unspecified. Say what? Though I'm proud to call you Chocolate Bear, (laughs) the crowd will always stop and stare. You changed keys, but I feel exactly those
9: feelings too. And that's why I keep them inside. Because this bear can't bear the world's disdain. And sometimes it's easier to hide than explain, explain our, our guy, guy love. love. That's all it is. is. Guy love. love, he's mine, mine I'm, I'm his. his. There's
7: nothing, his. nothing gay about it in, in our eyes. Our <laughs> 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 all right, that's enough.
8: You. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so
10: much. Is awesome
8: nicely done thank you so much next question okay
10: so first of all um i was so happy to support you and wish i was here when i was at that thing and i must say these guys are so good when they're off camera to us fans they're amazing they're thank approachable you so much. you're amazing
7: thank you um, that means a lot to me thank you good.
10: no you tell now bill how do you genius man Create a writer's room that does this
7: over and over. What was this writer's room like to create these? I mean, do you do
2: you maybe want to instead of Genius Man do like TV's Mike Nichols really quick? All
7: right, well, <laughs> listen,
10: whatever it takes, whatever it takes. But for now, um, whatever you want. No,
2: man, look, Mr. Nichols. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go quick. The the truth is, uh, anybody that does a TV show that you guys dig, that doesn't take the time to say that they attach themselves to other crazy talented people. Not only cast, but uh, the writers on my show extend to the every great show, your YV, PAC, anything that you're watching right now, there's somebody that worked on that stuff. It's a collaborative effort. The uh, Some of the crew members on my new shows are people that I've worked with for almost 30 years now. So the set designer, Cabot, you know, to the sound people, to uh, the camera people, to the DPs. So uh, the one piece of advice I can give you if you want to do something like this or Any aspect is you find other great, talented people, you empower them to do amazing jobs, you empower the actors and actresses to own their characters and and protect them and take care of them, and then at events like this, you take credit for their work. (laughs) You are a
10: genius.
2: (laughs) Finally, things are turning up, Bill Lawrence. There we
10: go. (laughs) Yes, sir. This is a great show, but I have a question for Bill. What was gonna happen? By the way, this
2: is going exactly the way I dreamed about. (laughs) This is
8: a
7: great show, comma, but Bill.
5: Right. <laughs>
7: but on Cougar Town...
5: Uh, oh, go
2: ahead, go ahead, sorry, sorry. Cougar Town, episode six.
5: I've been waiting two years. I, two years? Yeah, what was going to happen in season two of Whiskey Cavalier?
2: Oh, you're in your book. Oh, wow. All right. Some whiskey Cavalier uh, stands. I will, ru- I'll tell you over here on the side after the Scrubs thing, and I, I'm so grateful. I will tell you guys the coolest thing about it because he wanted to say congratulations to everybody here, including the... Uh, uh, actress that plays girlfriend. Today is Scott Foley's 50th birthday coming. I mean, it's like four, four days away. And uh, uh, he was the star of that show and another part of the ensemble on this show. So I'll tell you right after. But thanks for nobody caring, cares, but Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh, by the way, Zach, I'll, I'll let Zach tell this story. The weirdest thing on this show, you have to tell this, I'm gonna tag it off, is uh, there's so many other actors and actresses that are kind enough to come on this show. And um, like Tom Cavanaugh, who's doing a Broadway, he played Zach's brother, doing a Broadway show. And he says, still to this day, no matter how long he acts, he'll walk down the street, someone will go, hey, little brother. He goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now tell what happened. This is my uh, favorite thing. This is what happened to Scott Foley. He's the loveliest guy. Scott Foley is one of the kindest people you ever meet. And he says
7: that on his Instagram, no matter what he writes, he'll be like, he'll be like, to my b- beloved wife on our 15 year anniversary, you mean the world to me. And then it'll all say, nobody cares, Sean. <laughs>
2: It's the only thing he's mad about us for. Like, no matter what, I can literally say, "Let's save the." Nobody cares, Sean. Yeah, it's be like nobody cares. National Rainforest Saving Day. (laughs) Nobody cares,
0: Sean. It's now a part of my family's vernacular. It's the most commonly used phrase when someone says something. Everyone goes, "Nobody cares, Sean." (laughs) Bill, one
8: one other thing that was amazing about Scrubs were all the sort of recurring characters, the character actors who showed up. uh, You know, Phil Lewis is Hooch um hooch really is crazy you guys <laughs>
9: legitimately crazy but, that, was, that was the best turn when we finally when jd and turk finally realized that hooch was crazy because it, it always was hooch is crazy and then at the end of it, it was like no hooch is crazy
2: <laughs> <laughs> well when he started bringing out a lighter and be like burn for a burn <laughs> uh shout out from all of us neil said it last night neil i'll let you say it again about the all this uh, extra characters on the show and
12: stuff well i think it's a mark of um uh, great shows, let's say, very good shows and, and like I like put at the top The Simpsons uh, that they're able to surround their main cast with secondary characters and then tertiary characters and it becomes a world and someone who was in one episode season one or something can reappear two years later and you go, hey, that's that's the pop guy or that's Snoop, Snoop Dogg
11: intern, remember? Snoop Dogg <laughs> intern
12: <laughs> Or, or, by the way,
2: remember that skin doctor that just loved bad skin so much?
11: Doctor oh, Fischet. your skin's
2: all messed up.
8: Well, Dr. We, you know, we have w- w- at least one in the audience. Beardface, where are you?
6: Shut the <laughs> fuck up! It's Beard Fasé!
2: Beard for say. <laughs> It's Beard facet, damn it! Beard for say. Oh, it's awesome. By the way, our background performers were so diligent and so lovely and so talented on their own that sometimes when we were struggling to write jokes on that show, make sure I say this without looking bad, because I, we would we would literally go, let's go let's go wrap uh, with the background actors and see what's going on on there, and then. One of the writers, Mike Schwartz, was like, that gentleman looks like uh, the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, and he became Colonel Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and and if, you, if you look back at the show, we eventually say his real name. It's Coleman Slosky, which is his name is Coleslaw. Coleslaw. <laughs> Amazing. All right, next question, please.
1: Hi. Um, so I was 13 years old when the show started, and I watched from the beginning all the way through the end, and um, you were
9: 23 when it ended?
1: Yes. Pretty close, yeah. huh? Oh, all the way through. So 22? Yeah, like when I was in college, that was like when it, so I kind of grew up with Scrubs, basically. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I was not anything like the characters because I was a 13-year-old girl. I wasn't a medical intern or anything like that. And um, But still, I found myself relating to the characters anyway. And so I was wondering if that was ever something you were conscious of in acting or in writing about, like, you know, kind of tapping into your inner child or inner adolescent to
12: kind of... I'm glad start. you sensed that. Yes.
1: <laughs> Especially, yes.
12: That's I was reaching out. I, year I could tell. I can tell. Girls, everywhere. Uh, Me. Hey, I'll
2: give a quick real answer, because there's another shout-out that these guys were nice enough to give the other night, the... The show is based on uh, my best friend from college. He's still a cardiologist and surgeon in LA. His name's uh, John Doris, not John Dorian. We call it, Sarah, tell everybody what you, you nicknamed him, I believe, didn't you? Uh,
0: I don't know if it was me that nicknamed him, but his, because he's the real JD, his nickname is Real. And so we all somehow, I have no idea, got his cell phone number, which is a terrible mistake to give it to me. And so if anything ever goes wrong, which is very frequently in my life, uh, I call him up and I'm like, Real, Real. Uh, here's the deal, and. Uh
2: but the the thing I think that you're asking is when he started as a heart surgeon and cardiologist, he was so young, and uh, as a buddy of his that remembered him, you know, as a just an absolute idiot in college, you know, <laughs> and that he was taking care of people who were living or dying when he was still a kid. I think we were really trying to capture that, especially with these three, a little with Judy, but she was always intentionally grown up in the show already. You know what I mean, and so. I think that came through, that they were just kids way over their head.
1: Yeah, I know I was not the only one who started watching at 13, so I felt like that must have been. That's how
2: old I was when I created the show. I'm the same thing. <laughs> I have a question. Did, did you go on to become a doctor?
1: No. Oh. No, and I- I'm I, just joking. I, I never even had any aspirations to being a doctor, but still like, but I love medical shows. I'm basically a doctor now because I watch a lot of medical shows. I'm
9: basically a doctor now yeah. too. You, you got it, yeah.
8: Thank you so much for your question. Uh, next, sir. My question is for John. John.
3: Yes. Yes.
9: Get him to talk.
8: I'm actually, I'm
3: also a dad of a, of a son with uh, Down syndrome. And are you doing? He's doing, he's 15, just turned 15. He's, right on. He's a twin brother that's actually typical. How's his language? Uh, that's okay. Yeah, same. That's our biggest challenge. And I want to thank you for all your advocacy that you do for Down syndrome. Oh, right on. Right on. My question is, being the parent of someone with special needs while you're on the show, how did that influence your portrayal of Dr. Cox? Well, I, uh, at the first audition with, uh, with Bill Lawrence, even though in the, the pilot script, in parentheses, next to Dr. Cox uh, walks in uh, to Judy, and uh, in parentheses it said, a John McGinley type. <laughs> then I had to fucking audition five times. <laughs> of bullshit is that? (laughs) And I told Bill at the first audition, I said, I think Cox is, this is so subversive. It's what actors do to themselves all the time. I said, I thought Cox was too similar to to Kelso. I thought he was too much of of a hammer. And to round those edges a little bit, I decided the easiest way to do that would be to bring my son Max in my heart to the set every day. And that's how it rounded Cox.
6: Thank you.
8: Really nice. Next question, please. Hi, thank you so much. Uh, I like your hat. Sweet hat, dude. Thank you very much. Um, It'd be really cool if
2: I could have that. <laughs> you want it? Are you gonna cut on that hat, Bill? Or is, uh, no, no,
3: I don't it's have not any cute. Gear, man.
2: I don't have any swag. It's cool. Go ahead. Sorry. Well,
3: if you asked for it, yeah,
7: I mean... Can you imagine if Bill walked around in a fucking Scrubs hat?
3: <laughs> That's
7: like Sam Jack... Remember when Sam Jackson used to do that all the time? We get all this uh, amazing swag, and, like, I can't wear it.
10: Uh, yeah, for TV's Nick, um, whatever, yeah, whatever his last name is. Yeah, I'll um, yeah. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> TV's Mike Nichols. Thank you. Mike
10: Nichols, Mike Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost. You um, you're so close. I mean, you were you so close. You were
2: so close. Yeah. By the way, we, we, yeah. we appreciate almost the had a lifelong relationship, and then you just botched Mike Nichols at the last second, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm sorry. Go, that. go, go, go. So,
10: uh, the question is, so I actually, so I got this hat at a trivia night. Um, I don't know how they got the hat. But you know, I got it um, at the trivia night in New York City years back. Um, all of us are super big fans, and so you probably interact with a lot of us who know a ton about the show. So the question is, do you ever feel like super overwhelmed by like fans who are like, oh, you know, I know so much about the show, and you're like, oh, you know, like it's it's just interacting with us, you know, like feeling like we just like only if
2: we feel like we're letting you down. There's one you want to, most asked question of me that I don't know if, if Sarah gets it. Sarah has one boyfriend on the show that she says, you can tell me your deepest fantasy, darkest fantasy. And then he leans in and whispers and we cut away and then she walks out having dumped him. The amount of people that are like, what did he say? And I'm like, that's a joke, we could never figure it out. So we felt like you could just decide on your own how horrible a person you are when you decide what he could possibly say to make her dump him immediately. But yeah, I, I, don't, I can't remember the show like you guys. I'm old and... Um, my brain gets addled, and I forget that Zach recommended books to me. It's funny, you know, watching the show back, it's
7: funny because we don't rem- remember it, but obviously it's our sense of humor, so we're sitting there cracking up
2: at these people and, and so enjoying it, but it's us. <laughs> By the way, the best is when I do go on their podcast, Donald and Zach are watching it like fans, and they'll say things, they'll go like, hey, Judy Reyes is really, really good. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was there, I'm, I'm aware, I'm aware. You know, you know, Sarah's funny. I'm like,
7: yeah, yeah. No, well, I really have to say, I, I keep saying it, but Sarah's ti- comedic timing is so masterful. And, and I mean, really. And, and I think, you know, Donald and I, we're, we're so in our own world. We, we both have said numerous times, we, we, we just weren't aware of it. But we, the other day we watched an episode where Sarah had two reasons why she can no longer go camping. I I forgot what the first one is, but this was her timing. I don't do it justice, but this was the timing on on what the second reason was. And then, of course, the... wolf... (laughs) who mounted me.
9: The one where she oh the one that was really great was and, and it was really weird but when she tried to commit suicide and so she walks out into the lake
7: and then bam 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 oars hit me from the row team yeah a rowing t- a rowing team hit her and and, and ruined her suicide attempt <laughs> how about you guys did one the other day where
3: where Sarah's gonna doesn't want the guy in her house and they have box
7: sex. Yes.
6: They have like a section they, of box. They, they, no,
7: they each are in their own box, box um, <laughs> stimulating themselves. Billy, what the fuck was
2: that? <laughs> that? What the fuck was so much of it? We I still I still get together with a lot of the writers and they were lovely. I would reach points on this show. It's a lot of show. I stayed the whole show. It's a lot of episodes of TV. And you know, some days I would come in. And they'd be like, what's Dr. Cox angry about? I'd go, who cares? I don't care what he's angry about. And someone would be like, could these guys have sex in two different boxes? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we've been here forever. Yeah, they can have sex in two different boxes. And uh, an ostrich steals Donald's <laughs> tango. No,
9: not but, not no, wait, in a
7: wait. fantasy. He, not in a fantasy. He steals the kango because he snuck into the car yeah. that we drove to the house. And then he's pacing like a sentry
2: and we're in a tree wearing
7: the Kango.
2: And, and it's not a fantasy. Yeah, my favorite version of this was also not a fantasy. Just, so We'd been doing it for a long time and then we kind of circled back. Uh, Neil, do you remember this? That In the script, I wrote... Uh, that the janitor built a sandcastle in the parking lot and I thought it'd be the size of a kid's playhouse a sandcastle in the parking lot that he pretended to have slept in the night before and then I drove into work and there's a fucking
12: building made of sand and I was like, uh-oh <laughs> and it
10: was, it was, was like standing on the tap. second floor
12: it was like Spinal Tap in reverse they built the thing ten times larger than it was supposed to be but <laughs> buddy. You did, you could have had the option to flash out of it as a fantasy, and you chose nah. not to.
6: <laughs>
7: nah, I just gotta go with. What this. about when Donald folds me into the backpack? Not a, fa- not, 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 a, a fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> not a fantasy. Not a fantasy. Donald puts me in a backpack and takes me to the movie theater so we can get in with one ticket.
8: <laughs> Sorry, I just I just realized, Scrubs hat guy, did you have a question? I don't even I don't even know anymore. Yeah. I, I was, Well, thank you so much.
7: Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Tecova's are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service.
9: These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested
7: FRIENDS. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at tacovas.com.
9: Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our
7: best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux collection, the newly released Helix Elite collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids.
9: So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes.
7: And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently.
9: That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
7: Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix
9: is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to HelixSleep.com slash RealFriends and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix. Better sleep starts now.
10: Next up, Zach and Donald. Hi, nice to see you again. I was on your podcast in the middle, like right when hey. I fell out of the chair.
9: I don't remember, but,
10: but hey, no,
9: I'm boosted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting, How you doing, brother? Good,
10: good. good. Uh, my question first. I want to just thank you for, and we had talked about it on the podcast, just this, this idea of like y'all's friendship. How got, you could finally show, you know, true love for your best friend, and it was just like open and honest. And also just how Scrubs kind of was a positive force for people of color. Like having people lead some of the show and be like. Positive influence and stuff. So uh, wow. I just want to say thank you for that. My question, I guess, to Bill would be, once again, like, I'm so nervous. Sorry. I <laughs> once again, uh, I, sometimes people like, kind of fade away after shows and stuff like that. But everybody on stage has had like a really awesome career afterwards. And I kind of wanted to see how, did you ever think that was going to happen when you first signed them up and to see where they are now? after? I thought a- the end
7: of your question was, hey, what have you been up to?
10: Anything? <laughs> I'm not sure of your work, Mr.
2: Nichols. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, I, I joked about it before with the... Well, first, by the way, the earlier part, one of the things I'm proudest of in my career, we've talked about it already, is how Donald and Judy portrayed a start-to-finish relationship with positivity, kindness. I thought it was awesome. So, um, uh, And it meant a lot to me, you know? Uh, uh, I said early on, you know, that these guys could do comedy and drama top to bottom, and... Uh, 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 one of the main reasons, quite truly, I don't want to be judgmental of anybody that does uh, uh, reboots. Some of them make me so happy because I'm such a TV fan. I, I love TV as much as everybody here. Uh, is one of the things I knew about this show is that these people are all so good, all of us knew they were going to keep working. And so it's very hard you know, to go, we get together anyways because we love each other. Everybody here works every second. You know what I mean? And so the need, you know, to kind of do, so I knew they were that hyper-talented from the start, top to bottom. I knew the writers were. Um, You know, I'd made a joke about it already, even with Neil Flynn, when we let him improv, and he improvs so much on this show, you guys. We were reliving at dinner last night some of our favorite ones. Um, One was, I told him to come up with a present that he gave to Sam Lloyd's character, and he riffed this thing about beating up a duck on the side of a highway. (laughs) My favorite part of that, just so you know, I said it again last night, I've never laughed harder when I was in editing, because I hadn't even seen it, was he said, next thing you know, me and the duck are uh, on the side of the freeway, both with our shirts off. I'm like, why is, why is, why is the duck wearing a shirt? And he's like showing each other, what's." What, so he beat a duck to death. Uh... But yeah, so I, I, I knew I was very, very lucky and blessed early on that, and that all these people, you know, you guys aren't surprised that everyone up here is continuing to crush it. Neil Flynn has been on, who said it last night?
7: Neil Flynn has had the most insane like? long run of being on 21 a 21 years of network television straight,
2: something like that.
12: You know, I say this all the time when this sort of thing comes up. One, um, well, Bill, you put me on the map because we got lucky. The show was good and it stayed on the air. That's all the difference it is between, there's a thousand people that get a TV show that doesn't stay on the air, so it doesn't get any footing for their career. And then I to, slid to another TV show that stayed on the air. And Malcolm. Malcolm? Malcolm. Nope. <laughs> yes. And all my modern family teammates. I don't care if you remember the name of the show. It stayed on the air and so you seem like uh, it, it, it's luck. Bring your skill with you and be surrounded by skillful people, but hope for luck.
11: And, and one of the things that um, Bill uh, really committed to was creating a true ensemble. Oftentimes, even though it has led through Zach's voice, um, most of the time as a part of a cast, you're supporting your number one. But uh, he made, uh, and the writers made space for all of us A, to contribute and develop the characters as we did, you know, stealing from our private lives and everything, <laughs> but also to um, really, really have your moment in terms of everybody's lives, which helped us, you know, complicated in terms of being funny and being dramatic and emotional.
8: So Bill is,
2: yeah. <clears throat> Bill, is now the time that we talk about season nine? Season, yeah. and by the way, oh. uh, uh, I'm not, I, we didn't all work on season nine. You did not work on season nine. I didn't, I, I, yeah, I did. but the, 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 I'm telling you right now, if, that, if they'd let me do that just as a spinoff, like eight, season eight is the finale. Season nine was called Scrubs Med. They got nervous, they retitled it. I thought it was funny, man. I'll watch it again right now. I don't care what anybody says.
7: Bill's never seen an episode of season nine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm going to check it out when they get there in the podcast, but I'm um, excited to watch it.
7: I truly, I, no jokes aside, I've never seen an episode of season nine. So when we do get there in the podcast, it's going to be a blast.
8: Yeah, I think you guys will dig it. Zach, you're in it for a good chunk, though.
7: Yeah, I'm in there, for, I, but I still never saw any of the ones I was in. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Wow.
8: Well, we have, unfortunately, time for just one more. Oh, oh come no, no, on. No, no. We'll, no, no! Pull no. it, pull it through go, them. Go, We'll go. will go fast. We'll go fast. Be we'll be go great. fast. Pull through, oh, through
2: go, go.
11: Oh, well, I just wanted to start off and say thank you. you.
2: can turn that mic to your face a little bigger. <laughs> We'll go quick. We're gonna get. We're, by the uh, way, I'll, yes, after this, I'll fire. machine gun you guys questions, and we'll, I'll walk around like Phil Donahue, old reference, and we'll all answer them. It's gonna be great. We'll go quick, fast.
11: Um, well, I'll just get to my question then. Um, so, how do you think- say the nice
2: things? We want to hear the nice things too.
11: <laughs> what well, question? Um, like, thank you for everything. I think everyone in this room has like a scrub story. Like, my first date with my now fiance, we just were snowed in in upstate New York watching Scrubs, and it's just like it was really special. Oh, it's <laughs> um, worth it. Yeah, and so but my question is, how do you think that your characters would have handled the pandemic? Like, not to answer answer for Neil Flynn, but in my mind, I think the janitor would have been vaccinating the brain trust with some made-up vaccine he made. <laughs> in the <shed> or something. <laughs> like, how do you think that your characters would have handled the pandemic?
2: They'll hire her. No, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, look, the coolest thing was I think they would have been. The, uh, I'll, I'll go quick on this one because we had a huge medical responsibility, and the only rule in on the show was that these this gang was never allowed to be perceived as not caring, you know, and and not so about the patients. I think they would have taken it incredibly seriously. The weirdest thing for me during the pandemic, if you saw it, was uh, showing how infection uh, went from person to person with that, scene, that uh, episode Heather. in which. Uh, uh, I forgot her name, uh, the actress's name, Diane, was it Wilk was her last name or was it? Was was, yeah, uh, uh, you know, kind of became a thing of showing how COVID is transmitted and stuff. So I think they would have risen to the challenge and crushed it. I mean, they were all playing those parts with such heart. And I love that you got, uh, that your first date was with your fiance, that's awesome. Thank you so much. No problem, rapid fire.
10: Let's go. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, I'm very nervous, I'm very excited. Um, you guys have like no idea how much you've affected me. Like. Uh, was one like my first like adult comedy? So like I made my mom like drive me to Target and buy the DVD. So I brought it. Um, <laughs> so I'm very nervous right now. So um, just I guess like a quick question. Uh, like I guess similar to the last one, where would you see your characters uh, now? Uh, well, by the way, y-
2: you're asking me to write the reboot in front of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait, think Hulu uh, uh, just greenlit it. No, I know. uh, By the way, find us, find me afterwards if you want me to sign those things, man. Yeah, yeah. I think Turk and JD
11: Um, finally come out.
2: Yes!
7: (laughs) I don't know if the rest of Texas is ready for that, but.
10: (laughs) Well, let me just quickly say thank you so much. Like, especially um, Zach, you've helped me so much. Like, growing up, he wasn't the most, you know, masculine, and I wasn't either in school, so. so. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs>
10: but they always he always got the girl and that was really cool to see as a young you know young man that wasn't into sports ball so i think that's enough for the ah. fucking uh, show zach you should tell him about when you
9: were a youth and how you went to theater camp and how you did all of those things and how and uh and how what
7: was the theme of your bar mitzvah uh musicals <laughs>
9: let's hear it for the boy i entered
7: so let's hear it for the
10: boy <laughs> <laughs>
8: all right thank you Maybe so much we'll Love you guys. thank you thank you thank you, thank you.
10: first of all you guys are a huge inspiration for me it's the whole reason i started
4: stand-up comedy i'm going to get to my questions super super fast uh bill the show is super visual and i was wondering how did you convince the executives to go with you on that journey from uh, the...
2: uh, nobody ever came by the cool thing about being in the creepy deserted hospital at <laughs> a time when all those shows were on sound stages was they didn't know what we were doing until we showed it to them. Uh, They didn't think it was going to work. If it hadn't worked, we would have been canceled so very fast, but it was still something. um, I wanted to call my production company Noble Failures Production because our goal was just to make something that you could show your friends and family and be proud of, and the people that brought the visual sense to it, it's not me, it's the pilot director, Adam Bernstein. Zach directed so many, he's so fucking good at it. Um, Mike Spiller, Gail Mancuso, there's just so many people that brought a visual sense to it. What's up, Linda Mendoza? Linda Mendoza. DPs Andy Ross and John Inwood. So I the knew I wanted them to have a cool look, but uh, uh, I don't know how to do that. And those people all do. So thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you so much.
8: Next question.
2: Yes, uh,
9: Donald Wu Tang Forever. Say it again. Wu Tang Forever. Wu Tang is forever. There are very few things that are forever. Wu Tang. Wu Tang is forever. Is forever. And you know what else is forever? Scrubs is forever, baby. Scrubs is forever.
2: Boom. By the way, by the way, just so you guys know, we did a Today Show interview this morning where we we're all having a competition to see who could come up with the best end line, and Donald's doing it again now. By the way, it should. By the way, on Scrubs is forever. We should just all walk off. and That's leave. it. Thank you.
10: <laughs> Bill, you've done a lot of things. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, TV's Mike Nichols. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of callback with a lot of the jokes in places inside the show, and I need closure. And I think some of us do need closure. What the hell happened to J- What the hell happened to J.D.'s half acre? Oh. Oh shit. By the way, you know what I thought you were gonna
2: say? It's half acre. What? I thought you were gonna say what went down at Laverne's above ground I pool. I know party. we know a lot about it on your podcast. We know a lot about it on your podcast. But you know the funniest thing for those of you who listen to the podcast
7: was that we had Aloma right on and we we said, you know, Aloma, there's what you know, tell us about your feelings about what happened in the above ground pool parties. And she goes, you think I read the rest of the scripts? <laughs> so Aloma had no idea that there was a whole runner about her
2: above-ground pool party because she would just flip to where her lines were. I don't know why, if you were having a pool party, why would you specify that it was an above-ground pool? That <laughs> <laughs> half-acre's still out there somewhere, man. It became a hangout spot, but...
7: Uh, I know, uh, that's why we're... No. older gay gentlemen. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man.
11: Thank you. Next up...
5: Hello. Um so I have a question for Sarah and Judy. Also, my last name is Reyes. So
11: woohoo. <laughs> ah, so we're family. Related. We are. Where are you um, from? Um, I'm from California. I'm are from. Are you a Dominican? County. I am not, no. Oh, I don't um, want to talk to you. I'm sorry. I did, I, that was one of my favorite thrower lines though. It was just like, I'm not Mexican, I'm Dominican. So um Uh, I read
5: or I heard an interview, I think it was on one of the commentaries, that your guys' friendship mirrored um, in the show kind of like how it was in real life. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like how you
11: guys kind of become best friends? (laughs) We actually decided to have babies at the same time. Actually, no, that was a coincidence, but it was very exciting. It was a psychic connection. She's having a baby, I'm gonna have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember who got pregnant first. It was probably the same day. Uh, Yeah, when's your kid's birthday? Christmas Eve, the 24th. Uh, uh. Thanksgiving. But I had an emergency C-section, so. It probably yeah. was the same day. That, this is kind of how it happens. <laughs> kinda, we just, we just kind of bond and chat and talk like, uh, you know, like Sarah talks like 20 miles a minute. And I just feel like I have to share information with, with her really quickly, you know? Um, but Sarah's the cutest, funniest, Thing in the world, you know, and that's one of the things about all of us being together that we just kind of like really seriously collapse back into the place where we were, where we all met. There's an enormous chemistry there, it's and true. I like her. Last night, <laughs> I'm coming out next year. <laughs> all
6: right, thanks. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, oh.
11: Next you one. not allowed to do one, that because COVID. Next, um, next question. You
0: know, I um, I have to say, you know, I can't uh, imagine how lucky I was that. Judy was my other lady on the show. We had such a good time together, and it's so true. Like, I think we were two seconds into meeting on the street yesterday. And I was like, "And Judy, you're not gonna
11: believe it. The last four years were crazy in the pandemic. and This is what happened." And, like my <laughs> deepest darkest from the last. Um, was, yeah, we were about to do it right now again. So, <laughs> but you guys got to get your questions. <laughs> All right. Sprayed by a
10: skunk. I have to pee soon, so we have to hurry. Cool right? glasses. Get yeah, it. Yeah, be really quick. Um, hi everyone. Hi Sarah. Uh, so. A lot of people in the medical profession, not me, because I disappointed... Hi, everyone. high Sarah. What the fuck is that?
0: No redundant questions.
10: All right, sorry. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Right. So a lot of people in the medical profession, um, not me, I disappointed my parents, say that um, Scrubs is the most medically accurate show, like, really depicting what it's like to work in a hospital.
0: Every hospital has an ass box.
10: Yeah. true. Go. Um go. What made that happen? Like Beyond the writing, like what did you all...
2: Real, do J- Real J.D., um, he would, he wouldn't please us on the actual medical shit, but he talked hours and hours about uh, going, Hey, everybody here. Imagine your, um, first day of work as somebody in their early twenties. And then, um, imagine that you're also responsible for people living and dying. And he, the doctors that worked with us would endlessly tell us the stories of how they're afraid, how they had a hard as shit mentor, how they had a nurse that uh, when they started, knew more about medicine than they did, even though they were the doctors. And we just sucked it in and stole their shit, man. And we, mm-hmm. were, really, we were really conscientious about doing it. And one of the things we're most proud of is that people say this is one of the more realistic medical shows. So. I remember the first time we had to do an uh, operating room scene and I put, they put
9: makeup on me and I was like, oh yeah, this is about to be the scene. I'm about to cut this dude open. And then when I got in there, they covered my face with a mask. <laughs> And I remember thinking, there's no show on television that does this. Every show on television, when they're in the operating room, these cats don't have masks on, they're talking over the patient with spit flying out of their mouths and stuff like that. And I remember when that happened, I was like, wow, this is gonna be real like that.
2: The other joke of that was then Donald, on the other hand, was like, I don't really need to know my lines, we can just dub them in later my mouth...
9: (laughs) I said that once, I said that once. I said, I did say that once.
2: (laughs) Thanks, man. And that's where it all began.
8: Alright, we've got five people. we got four minutes left. So let's We can do it. We, can do we go can go do first.
5: Uh, I'm visiting from New York,
1: so shout out to the Bronx on Judy's shirt. Uh, so my question is, I know you were saying it's um, based on a real person, a real doctor, but if the show could be based uh, on a different workplace, what do you think would work well or be the funniest?
7: Brothel.
2: <laughs> there you go. Perfect one. Next one. Next up. <laughs> uh, by the way... It's a great question. Thank you. This would have worked anyway, anywhere, because the show was really about these guys becoming a family. And if I
11: may, a lot of shows try to repeat it, and it's not the same. Yeah. You, but guys, we, you guys have seen Scrubs? Scrubs in a high school.
2: Scrubs in a... Uh, that, that, for a while, that used to be how you pitch shows. You would go and go, well, I'm going to do Scrubs in a high school with teachers. I'm going to do Scrubs in a law office. And so Scrubs is just Scrubs, I think. Scrubs colon brothel, I think, because uh, Zach nailed it. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Come on, oh, What's up? Don't My question
5: for Bill. Uh, Hit
1: it.
10: We have. What can you say about the Clone High reboot?
2: Oh, it's uh, it's funny. Chris and Phil and I uh, worked on the first six episodes coming out and about. Uh, we're just now uh, doing the animatics for the second season. You're going to dig it. It's funny. I promise. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you
10: so much, A soundtrack changed the game. Awesome soundtrack. Oh, uh,
2: cool. Thanks, man.
8: Next up.
7: I like your shirt. I like your shirt. Full cool shirt. Look at that. Thank and you. the Todd. Um,
1: okay, so I'm super nervous, and one thing I've learned from listening to your podcast in Federal San Antonio and Shay Serrano is to shoot my shot. I drove up here from San Antonio early this morning Thank you. Uh, just to see you guys. So I'm going to shoot my shot and ask a really big favor. If I could just stand in front of the stage and take a shot.
9: Go ahead.
6: Do yeah, it. Oh, go, 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 go. Quick, quick, oh, quick. quick. We got for
2: a no, no, even no. Turn. turn the mic towards you while you get ready. We can get the other question. We'll then. get the other question. Just get it ready when she's set up. Go. Oh, wait.
6: yeah.
7: Good work. Perfect. Next up. All right. Next up. Turn the mic down to you.
6: Yeah. Gonna...
7: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Didn't fall.
1: Okay. So obviously as big fans, we've all watched Scrubs a ton. And I'm wondering what is your guys' version of Scrubs as far as TV shows? Like what TV show? That's a good question. You guys all Ted Lasso. And rewatch <laughs> over and over.
2: Ted Lasso. And then uh, now, Winning Time. Winning Time's good. Oh, Winning Time is good. I want to say one thing, because there's a lot of talk about kindness in television, which I think matters, okay? I really like TV where people are kind and they're lovely to each other. It's hopefully inspiring. It's hopefully, you know, emotionally enriching. But, as a comedy writer, I will say, if a show is open and honest about what it does, the show Veep should just be called Finding New Ways to be Horrible to Each Other. And by Gabby Allen, who wrote on Scrubs, is one of the executive producers of that show and writers on it. It's so funny. It's so funny. And uh, I love that show, Malcolm. All right. (laughs) Malcolm got me through a lot of hard times.
8: (laughs) So, Neil's so great in that. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you, thank you. Oh, and
2: finally, in the cosplay. Oh, by the way, gotta bring it home. Great outfit. Let's do
4: it. Thank you all, especially Neil, without whom I'd be a garbage man. (laughs) Sarah, could you please lead us in singing from the theme song of Scrubs?
0: Yes! It's happening! It's happening! (laughs) Out the door, just in time.
2: (laughs) Heading down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 (laughs) a.m. In
9: in the the car. The boss is working hard. Uh, Donald should take over and do, a, do do some runs. He's running late at night again. What song yeah. is that? Oh, I know what I've been told. Go ahead. You gotta tend to break the mold. Okay. But I, I can't, can't do, do this, this
5: all, all on my own.
9: No, no, no. I know I'm I know no Superman.
6: Superman.
2: I'm hey. No.
11: Last thing. I'm no
2: Superman. Hey, okay, last thing to everybody, and then we got to split. This is it. Um, uh, I told you I'd find a way to close. The, uh, the finale, the speech that JD does in, when he's walking the hallway is really about what it means to be a TV writer. And he says, if you're lucky enough just to make people feel a little better, getting emotional, Donald's gonna mock, mock me. Uh, it means so much to us that you're here. Thank you. Bill Lawrence and the cast of Scrove. Here's some stories
8: about a show we made. About a bunch of doctors and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a stories that we all
7: should know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners.
9: Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at Tacova's.com.
7: Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S.
9: That's T E C O. V A S dot com and point your toes west.